Christian Parent Crazy World with Catherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you raise godly kids in an ungodly world. I'm your host, Katherine Seegers, and today's episode tackles this question, how do I teach my kids to contend for their faith? So, in the last episode, we discussed what our kids need in order to have an authentic faith, the kind of faith that that doesn't cave, that, that doesn't get discarded when our kids strike out on their own. And we concluded that what we need to teach them how to do is to wrestle or contend for their faith. Because in episode one, we discussed all those just startling statistics. Oh gosh, they're terrifying. Which show that a majority of Christian kids do leave the faith after they leave the nest. And nearly half of them never return. We don't want our kids to be one of those statistics. And I want to give you a very brief recap of episode two. Now, I promise I I won't do this in every episode, but if it's been a while since you listened to the last podcast or you haven't caught it yet, I want to make sure that we are on the same page because this sets the stage for what we are discussing today. In that podcast, I shared Jenny's story. She is just such a sweet friend whose oldest son, Mark, left the Christian faith by his sophomore year in college. And Jenny concluded that Mark's faith was never personal. She and her husband had had given Mark the essential truths in Scripture, but Mark had never personally wrestled through the faith on his own. Then he got off to college and encountered all of these other tantalizing philosophies and ideas in his faith, which was really more his parents than his own, wasn't up to that kind of challenge. It caved, and he walked away from the faith. Then we compare Jenny's experience with Mark to the story in Scripture about Jacob and Esau. Now, Esau was really the better son, at least on paper. Jacob was a liar and a cheat and a thief. But Jacob does something that Esau never did. He wrestles with God and with men, and he overcomes. That is when God changes Jacob's name to Israel, which literally means one who wrestles with God and overcomes. And that is the kind of experience we want for our kids. We want them to have a personal faith where they learn to wrestle with God and and with scripture and with their theology and beliefs and and also wrestle with the ideas of men and women with with philosophies and worldviews and with with humanism and secularism and materialism all the isms that are out there and learn how to overcome and i just want to add that as christians we have the truth we have nothing to fear in teaching our kids to wrestle with false ideologies. I have every faith that the truth will prevail. And just as Jesus said, that the truth will set us free and it will set our kids free. But it is best if our kids learn how to wrestle with these false ideologies while they are still in our homes. And we can be a guiding light on that critical journey. 
because chances are (laughs) they are going to take that journey with or without us. And I don't know about you, but I would much rather be with them when they start that journey. I just would. So how do we help our kids to contend or wrestle for their faith? That is what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to give you seven steps that you can take as a parent to help your kids wrestle for their faith. Step number one, let your kids see you wrestle with God. Let them see you wrestle in your faith. This is um, reminds me of a, a piece I've got up on my blog. It's called, it's called My Other Husband, a rather provocative title, I know. It's about this, this pillow chair that I have in my bedroom. It's one of those, you know, those kind of high back chairs with the arms that come out to the side. And it's called a husband chair. That is what they call them. That's the title, My Other Husband. And this, this uh, pillow chair I've had over two decades, and it is hideous. It is hideous. Uh, at one point, I don't know, 12, 15 years ago, my husband wanted to get rid of it. And I said, my, like my real husband, Brian, wanted to get rid of it. And I said, absolutely not. Because what happened was, this was before we even had kids. One day, I'm down on my knees beside the bed, and I'm praying about something, and I'm sure I was crying about something, and the pillow was there, and suddenly I, I, I pulled it in front of me, and suddenly this, this pillow became something else. It became an altar. And let me tell you, this is one broken, bruised <laughs> messed up altar. If you go on my website, you can look this up. I've got pictures of it. It is, it is stained. It is stitched. It has stuffing coming out of it. It is ridiculous. It makes an otherwise very nice looking room look just terrible. I mean, I, I'm, I will never get rid of this thing because it has so many miles on it. And let me tell you, when my kids come into my bedroom and they see me hovering over my other husband, which is my pillow chair, they know that I am wrestling. They know that I am working through something and I don't hide it. Now, that's not to say that I tell them and share every little detail of what I'm going through. There's things that, I, you know, they don't need to know. But they know that mama wrestles. They know that it's not all easy. They know that everything isn't honky-dory all the time in my life. There's things I'm working through. And when they come in my room and they see that, they know mama's wrestling. So let your kids see you wrestle in the faith. Number two. Invite your children to wrestle with you. What do I mean by that? Well, some things you don't need them to wrestle with you through. If your kid's sick, you don't need to lay it on the line and say, I think we're about to lose the house or talk about problems in your marriage. Clearly not. But there are are things that you could invite your kids to wrestle through with you. And I don't have to time to go into all the details of this one, but I wanted to give you one example. My husband and I knew that the Lord had promised us another child after our fourth child. And uh, we knew it was going to be a girl. The Lord had just revealed this to me. I'd had dreams about this little girl. And we ended up losing a child. And I, I, at this point, I'm really old. I'll dive into this in future podcasts. But I'm, I'm 44. Okay, this is looking very unlikely. I had a miscarriage. It was Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> I have a broadcast about that one, too, if you're interested. It was on Thanksgiving Day 2015. I have a miscarriage literally right during my Thanksgiving dinner, I was devastated. I was just 
heartbroken. Our kids didn't know. We didn't tell them what had happened. My, my parents knew, but my kids didn't really understand what was going on. The Lord came to me after that, and he promised my husband and me. I, I was praying one day, and he said, I have promised you this, this little girl, but you are going to have to fight for her. You're going to have to fight for her. And so I, my husband and I started wrestling for this promise and prayer. We printed out four pages of scripture and we prayed them over my body every day and literally every day, 30 to 40 minutes. We, we were praying about this one thing, one thing. And we prayed every day and we did this for like six months and I still hadn't told the kids. And one day the Lord comes to me. You think I would have built up some faith at this point after six months of doing this. Uh, at this point, I'm 45. It looks very unlikely that this is ever going to happen, but we're still believing. The Lord says, invite your kids in on the journey. Let them wrestle with you. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, yeah, right. I'm telling God this, right? And I'm explaining to him, you know, I don't want them to be disappointed. And, you know, it might be too hard. It's such a difficult journey for me and all of this stuff. And the Lord was very gracious to me because, honestly, I deserted, deserved a big slap upside the head at this point, I'm sure. He explained, though, so clearly. He's like, Catherine, don't you see? You are in the game here and you are fighting for this victory and your kids are in the stands. Get them on the field. Let them play with you because otherwise they'll see the victory from the stands, but it won't be theirs. It's going to be yours. And they'll just be spectators. Let them play the game. Let this be their victory as well. And I was like, wow, that is a really great idea. God has really great ideas, you know? And so... uh, I, I did. We we invited the kids in on the journey, and they started praying with us. And it took several more months, but I, I kid you not, the day the child that was due, we named her Hope. The day that Hope was due, we found out that we were expecting Evangeline Faith, and our kids were part of that victory because they wrestled with us for that victory. And believe me, we needed every ounce of that prayer. It was a very harrowing pregnancy, and the Lord was so faithful. But our our kids got to wrestle through that with us. So ask the Lord, where are places in our family's life that the kids can join us and we can all kind of wrestle together for God's plan and purposes and promises in our life? Invite your kids to wrestle with you. Number three, encourage your kids to wrestle through the scriptures. What do I mean by that? Don't, especially as they get older and even younger, but especially as they're getting older, don't skim over the tough parts of scripture. Believe me, they're going to find them. They may get to college and some professor is going to claim that the Bible is misogynistic or racist or bigoted or homophobic. You need to have challenging conversations about those topics in the light of scripture with your kids while they are in your home. That is your responsibility. They need to have those conversations with you. And I understand it's a daunting prospect. How do we do that? Keep tuning in. This podcast is going to prepare you to do that in future episodes. But wrestle through the word with your kids. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. 
This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Number four, encourage your kids to wrestle with our culture. How can we do that? Let me tell you, hit, hit the pause button. When you are watching something on TV and wrestle with it, I don't care how silly it is. I have hit the pause button more times than I can count on Hallmark films because they give some really bad advice like follow your heart. Is that a good idea, kids? Well, you know, that depends. If your heart is fully submitted to the Lord, it may not be a bad idea. But what do we learn from Jeremiah 17 verse 9? It says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Uh, God. God can understand it. So we need to challenge that kind of ideology. I've, I've stopped a lot of films that we've watched or television shows that we have watched and had conversations about what that ideology is that they're teaching. One time we were in a, we were in a restaurant and it was a Chinese buffet. And I'll never forget this. There was this a lady sitting behind me with a, a young son. And the waitress comes up and says, how old is your son? And she says, he's three. And her son promptly says, no, mommy, I'm four. And she said, um, he's three is what she told the waitress. The waitress walks away and the little kid says, mommy, mommy, what? I'm, I'm four. And she says, you're three today, son. Of course, as you can probably guess, Three and Under got the buffet for free. That was one of those prime moments in life where I talked to my kids and I I didn't humiliate her or anything, but I told them, look, is your integrity for sale for the cost of a kid's buffet? Is that the price on your integrity? So stop. Hit the pause button. When these things happen and you, you witness them or you're watching them, and challenge your kids 
You know, be the devil's advocate because the world is the devil's advocate and the world isn't playing a game. It's playing for keeps. So we need to challenge them. Is this right? Is this, is this what the word of God says? Where does this ideology take us? Encourage your kids to wrestle with our culture through the lens of their faith. Ask them, what does our culture say about this issue? The family, sexuality, attraction, marriage, human nature. What does scripture say about those things? They are diametrically opposed. Where do we go to find truth? What is truth? How do we reason through that? So have those conversations and encourage your kids to wrestle with our culture. Number five, join your kids as they wrestle for their faith. You know, just as you have invited the kids along in the areas where you might be wrestling as as parents or as a mom or a dad or as a family, you can invite yourself to be a part of their journey. Impose yourself on their journey. Yeah, you get to do that. You're the parent. You do. I want to give you an example of this. Um, last year, my oldest son, Bennett, needed to get braces. And yeah, I guess I kind of noticed that he had a bit of an overbite, but it wasn't super obvious or pronounced or anything. I, I just figured they could put an appliance on him and fix it. You know, that's what I had. So uh, so we go to this one orthodontist and he examines Bennett and the guy says, yeah, you know, he has a very significant overbite. An appliance won't work for him. And he tells me, with Bennett sitting right there, if you want to correct this, what we're going to have to do is a surgery where we break his jaw and we move it forward and we just wire the whole thing shut. And I was like, oh, what? hold on. What? What just what, what do you, What just happened here? I was shocked. That was not what I was expecting to hear. And I, I look over at Bennett, my, my, my poor kid, and his eyes are as wide as saucers. That, that doctor scared the living daylights out of my kid. It was awful. It was awful. So naturally, we go for another consultation. Uh, we went to Dr. Savage, and she examines Bennett. And she says, look, you know, I'm not going to lie. The kid has a pretty significant overbite. But I really think we can get a good result from an appliance. Now, is that going to get the bottom jaw exactly where we want it to be, perfectly under the top jaw? She said, possibly, but, you know. It's not likely. She was honest. She said, but it could happen. She said it could. And she said, I, I think there is a very good chance that we can get a result that we're all going to be happy with. And I was like, that sounds like a good plan. And Bennett thought it sounded like a really good plan, much better than the other plan. And so I told Dr. Savage, I said, look, you're the doctor. You are going to be in charge of what's going on here physically. I'm the mama. And I want you to know I am a woman of faith. I'm, I'm telling her this in the office. I said, I'm going to be in charge of what's going on spiritually here. And I want you to know, I'm going to pray over Bennett's jaw every day. And I'm going to tell it where to go. We're going to get a really good result. You know, Mark eleven twenty three says that we can speak to mountains and tell them where to go. And if I can speak to a mountain and tell it where to go, I can sure as all get out, speak to my son's jaw and tell it where to go. So when my son goes to bed at night, before he goes to bed, he comes to me. I put my hands on his jaw and I tell it where to go in the name of Jesus. And he does not have the words of doctor, I want to break your jaw going through his head. He has my words going through his head. Bennett and I are wrestling together with God and with his word and we're applying his promises to this situation in his life, which is a very real situation. So mom and dad, look for those situations in your kids' lives where you can join with them and wrestle with God and through the scriptures for what they're needing. It's going to put some muscles on their faith when they see God move in their lives. And believe me, 
God wants to move in their lives. He wants to show up. So give him the opportunity to join with your kids as they wrestle for their faith. Number six, wrestle. Oh gosh, this is so important. Wrestle for your kids in prayer, down on your knees. We have got to be praying for truth and revelation to saturate our kids' minds. We have got to be praying that they will become discerning of the enemy's lies. Pray for opportunities to encourage them and join them on their journey. And, you know, if you already have a kid out of the nest and they're they're not following the Lord, do not fear. It is not too late. This is so important. You have authority over what you have authored. Remember that. If I could put that neon flashing lights, you have authority over what you have authored. Okay. These children, God is, you know, he is the, he's the originator. He's the original author, but he has used you to bring them into this world. You have a unique authority in their lives. Even after they've left the nest, my parents, I still turn to them all the time. And when I have a prayer need, oh my gosh, they are the first people I go to. I'm very blessed to have godly parents and in-laws. My my husband does have amazing parents, so we get to turn to them. And I know that their authority over us and praying over us is not the same as strangers. And they also have so much more invested. You have authority over what you have authored. So continue to wrestle for your kids in prayer. Wrestle for their health. Wrestle for their mind, their body, their emotions, their spirits. And wrestle for that spiritual journey that they are on. In prayer, praying that they too will not be like Esau, who did not value the gift that he had been given, but rather that they will become like Jacob, who is now Israel, who wrestles with God and overcomes. Number seven, one last thing you can do. You can tune in to the Christian Parent Crazy World podcast because we are going to wrestle through all of these issues right here so you can prepare your kids to fly in their faith. And in order to fly, we need to make sure that our kids have the right approach to God. So in the next episode, we're going to tackle this tough question. Is the Christian faith just a list of do's and don'ts? You know, a lot of kids think that it is. And those kids don't tend to stick around when they leave the nest. So we're going to wrestle with that critical question in the next podcast. I hope you will join me for that in every future episode where we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you spent this time with me. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and and sharing it on social media and I don't know maybe maybe you could name your next kid after me Catherine is a beautiful name and if you have a boy you could name him Seegers my brother did that actually yeah well not with one of his actual kids he he did that with a cat but um you know <laughs> I'm not picky I'll, I'll take a pet and uh be sure to check out my website which is katherineseegers.com that's Catherine with the C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you 
Your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. To hear more from Katherine Seegers, visit her site, katherineseegers.com. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a rating and review in your podcast app? It really does help us connect to more listeners like you. A special thanks to Kelly Gibbons, Stephen Sanders, and Stephen McGarvey for their production and editing on this episode. You can find more podcasts like this over at lifeaudio.com. Hey, Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the Team Us podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.